0: I'm Marvin, and I'm Greg, and this is the Balboa Horizons Podcast. Today I'm here with Balboa Horizons own Chief Learning and Marketing Officer, Dr. Greg Murray. Greg, thanks for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in addiction treatment.
1: Well, first of all, it's great to be here with you, Marvin. I got back, uh, I got into this field many years ago. I was, um, there was a time in my life I needed some help and uh, ready, ready to lose my job and going through some really dark times. And my company, they had an employee assistance program. I was able to uh, connect with that employee assistance program and they got me in treatment. And while I didn't take initially, like it does, uh, like, you know, it's consistent with a lot of people out there. I, I, I don't meet many people where they get it the first time. Uh, so, you know, I I struggled. Um, I stayed clean for, for four months, uh, struggled. And uh, I came back uh, this last time, two and a half years later, and I've been around ever since. And so, uh, there's a there's a famous uh, saying, and you have to give it away to keep it. And that's what I try to do. It's it's necessary for me to give away what I have. Those things I have of value, whether they're uh, you know wisdom, knowledge, love, my recovery. I, I need to give that away in order to keep it. Yeah, and so I, I try really hard to, to do the best I can in that. And it started out as a kind of a voluntary thing, and it, and through the years it uh, has has evolved into something much more uh, significant in my life.
0: That's amazing. So why Balboa Horizons?
1: Well, that's a good question. Uh, I came to I came to the West Coast several years ago. Loved I loved um, and visited Balboa Horizons. Now I've worked uh, in the treatment. Industry in some capacity for well over 20 years, 25 years, and worked with a lot of different treatment centers, particularly in the east and the south, uh, southern part of the United States, uh, in Tennessee, where I did some work for about 10 years, uh, working with treatment in various capacities. When I came to visit Balboa, at the request of, uh, of uh, an employee systems representative out in the field, I really liked what I saw here. I went to, I came to visit. I, I visited the various res, residential men's, women's. I visited detox. I came by and talked to the um, uh, to the counselors. Some of the counselors loved everything, but what really sold me on Balboa three years ago was the uh, the clients. I talked I talked to the clients. And I learned a long time ago when you talk to clients and and there's a a certain thing you feel, certain inspiration you feel, a certain sparkle in their eye when they're they're, they're getting the kind of help they need. Uh, I I really felt that uh, when I was here at Balboa. And I left uh, with that in memory. I also later was able to get the executive uh, uh, clinical director, uh, Burr Cook, to come out to to my school I was uh, teaching Different levels of employee assistance program training to uh, to, to, to unionists and company representatives uh, for quite a few years, and uh, we actually uh, asked various treatment centers uh, to come out and do a presentation during our week-long training. And uh, Bird Cook came out from Balboa and did a just a family program, and it just uh, it just went over really well. The evaluations were really high from the students. So I knew that kind of solidified my, my attitude and feelings about Babo Horizons and, and, and the quality, quality of care that they gave uh, the, uh, their clients. And so one year ago I met the owner at a conference and he laid out his vision and I was looking at uh, retiring from, from teaching and uh, the organization uh, in which I retired from fairly recently. And we worked out something, you know, we were able to uh, com, you know, kind of merge our visions, and uh, he asked me to come out, and here I am, you know, Balboa Horizons now, so on the West Coast. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, it's been an interesting few months, and I uh, love it, uh, love what they do, and I'm only even more impressed being here with, uh, with the work they do here at Balboa. Made a good move.
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. So, you mentioned EAPs earlier, can you, can you speak about the importance of EAPs and have the roles changed at all?
1: <clears throat> well, that's a really good question, Marvin. Employee assistance programs are work-based intervention programs designed to uh, address the, uh, the needs of the organization. And the needs of the organization is to make money, generally, right? Uh, companies have to make a profit, and to make a profit, they need to have good employees. As you know, the uh, opioid epidemic and the prescription drugs and all the stress in our society and depression, there's all kinds of things. Family issues uh, usually uh, uh, are a big, big, big factor in people's uh, problems and their stress. And uh, So having an employee assistance program helps those kinds of employees that need help. Uh, So good companies actually are willing to implement these kinds of programs. Because they want uh, their employees to perform it, uh, you know, optimally, and uh, they want a healthy, health, good companies want a healthy work environment. Good companies want to uh, grow and enjoy long-term sustainability. So, it's imperative that they have good workers. And workers aren't good, as you know, when they're when they're um, addicted uh, to, to something or they're having a really hard time. So that's uh, that's the essence of employee assistance program to address those. Uh, uh the needs of an employee when they're in trouble or when they you know when they're having a difficult time or in the, you know in the throes of a crisis. So that's that's uh, that's what an employee assistance program is Have they changed you asked uh yeah they they changed uh, there's a lot of um, you know the old school there, there, there's been a there's been a real uh, kind of colorful evolution uh, interesting uh, evolution of employee assistance programs in the United States. And it's generally influenced greatly by insurance companies and and uh, what phase the insurance industry is in. Uh, managed care came out in the 90s and really decimated a lot of a lot of drug and alcohol treatment centers. Uh, you know, some some of that was good because there's some fly-by-night programs out there that weren't uh, that were in for short-term profit. But the good ones stayed alive. Uh, that was the 90s. I, I remember those days. I worked uh, I worked in the field during those days. And today uh, you have uh, a lot of brokering going on, a lot of unethical behavior, of uh, people trying to make money off of off, off of addicts, and employee assist, a good quality employee assistance programs uh, help prevent those things from happening. Um, we taught um, university level employee assistance program training at the International Association of Machinists of Aerospace Workers. Uh, at, the, at their education center, uh, where I worked for almost 13 years, teaching building employee assistance, helping to build, had a great team uh, building employee assistance programs, members assistance programs, and working with again union members and, and uh, in a labor management setting, but also you know uh, practitioners and professionals and, and company representatives as well um, to, uh, to to make our programs uh, as. Uh, uh, as meaningful and as effective as possible, and uh, in doing that, we talk about the uh, the perils of uh, of the industry. Insurance companies are trying. Some insurance companies do a good job. They're taking, but uh, they're taking more and more control over employee assistance uh, professionals, um, the, the roles they play. Hmm. But I still think it's uh, in, I still think it's so necessary for a good quality employee assistance program, uh, a worksite program, uh, to uh, they're they're integral to. Uh, hmm. Organizational performance. So yes, they've changed dramatically through the years, but uh, the um, there's there's there, there's just a management side of employee assistance professionals. There's the labor side. It, uh, ideally, we want we want to merge those and allow them to work together on, uh, for the betterment of the entire organization, and that is, uh, which is getting healthy, creating a, a healthy workforce, yeah, and providing the tools and means necessary for people to get. Uh, to to address those serious issues that prevent them from doing good work
0: well I just got one more question for you okay if you could say anything to a person struggling in addiction right now what would you say to them
1: that's that's another good question (laughs) Marvin. you're full of good questions this morning man uh you know I was uh I was lying on my couch in the throes of a crisis uh hurting hurting in, in, in indescribable ways uh In recovery, we we call it incomprehensible demoralization. Uh, Only only a person who's been through it understands what that truly truly means. And I was in I was in that state, and I was groggy, and I was lying on the uh, on a couch, just wallowing in in, in terror and and misery and hideousness and all those ugly things that we we addicts uh, the the places we addicts come to. And there was a commercial that came on the television, and uh, this is in the Nashville, Tennessee area and it was a country music star, um, I heard somebody say, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? And it kind of, I was groggy, but I, I raised up, I raised my head up and looked at the screen, and there was this man on the screen pointing right at me, and he repeated, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? I said, wow, that, that guy is talking to me. That I've never heard it framed like that before in my entire life, and sure enough, you know, he he encapsulated everything I was feeling. I was so sick and tired of being so sick and tired, and uh, so what I you know when <clears throat> when I come in contact with people uh, addicts, uh, people in, in in desperate need of uh, help. Um, I, you know, sometimes, oftentimes, I ask him that question, are you, be, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? And if you answer yes to that question, well, I'm here to help. There's ways that you can change your life. You don't have to feel like this. You don't have to suffer every day of your life anymore because you're suffering every day of your life. Let's do something about it. Let's do something about it. Let's get up, let's move, and uh, let's change your life for the benefit of all concerned. You don't want to exist. You want to live. Let's learn how to live together.
0: Powerful message. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I'm Marvin. I'm Greg. And that's the Balboa Horizons Podcast.